Culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what? Why is disintegrating? Because <laughs> we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for pass the salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I want to warn you, got a pretty thick anointing on me this morning. Got a pretty thick one on me. Sorry we're coming at you a little bit late. For some reason, from a tech- technological standpoint, we couldn't get up and running. Myra's already prayed us in. It's already five minutes after. So those of you who are out there wondered, where are they? What's going on with the show? Had a little bit of technical problems this morning. But we're here now. And uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I, I, got a, I, got a, I got a heavy, heavy anointing on me today. And uh, I want to I share that the best that I can. Be- be- before I do, a couple things I want to. Oh, Lord, did I do that? Did I do that? Yeah, Lord. Hey, JR, are you out there, JR? Give JR a chance to get in there. Uh, thank you, Reggie. I, I, my wife said the exact same thing. Uh, presentation I made last night, there was a very, very, there was a very, very thick morning over, over yeah. me, I'm sure. You there? You there, I'm JR? Here. Yep. JR, what's, go- what's going on? What can people help you? I, you know, you went to the, you went to the city council and you read, uh, you read a proclamation, said this is what we need to do. And they've actually responded a little bit to it, Jr. What? What? How, how can the folks here help? Uh, well, prayer is going to help a lot. Uh, that's got what's got me into the situation I'm into. Uh, I have had responses back from the city council. I expected no responses back from them. Basically, so, what, what so, I asked, so you went there and you read to and said you wanted to have a natural family day or natural family month or something like that, right? That, right. Starting that, on that starting you, on Mother's Day in May and ending on Father's Day in June. Okay. And you went and said, instead of having gay pride month, we ought to have natural family month. And you thought, well, they're not going to do, they're, they're going to laugh me off the stage, but they didn't laugh you off the stage. Is that right? No, they didn't. They didn't. And they didn't remain silent. So it's still a work in process. I'm right now I'm contacting businesses and churches in the area and I'm asking them if they think this is a good idea, which I think wow, I'm going to be a positive this, response. This is, this is genius, JR. This is genius. How can the how can the churches not demand a natural family week, a yeah. month, or whatever, right? Right, yeah. a celebration yeah. of family, right? Right. But Jr., we know what they're going to try to do, though, right? They're going to try to make it uh, all families are equal, and we know where that's going to go, right? We, I know you right. understand yeah. that, right? Yep. We want to yep. make it very, very specific that this is a celebration of. Uh, are you going to call it the natural family, Jr.? What are you going to do? I'm going to have to use the term traditional because yeah. natural is the. Yeah. It's a little, it's, 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 it doesn't ring like traditional. Well, basically what I've said is historically the, the natural family, and that is, and I define it as one biological born man, one biological born woman, and a lifelong committed monogamous relationship. I defined what it was. And I said throughout centuries, actually from the beginning of mankind, that is what served mankind best. And now in our, our, our human intelligence, we're making a decision that, well, you know what? We think we need to tinker with this a little bit. Yeah, we got like Pride Month. We got Black Month. We got all these other months, right? And you're just yep. saying, hey, yep. let's 
hey, let's have a month celebrating the, the, the fam- traditional family. Yep, get back to basics, what's got us here. And they didn't laugh at you? No, no, they did not. They didn't ignore me either. That's what I expected. I expected the ignoring, uh, but they're really getting back with me in responses. Uh, a couple of them have actually given me their cell phone numbers. And, uh, hey, one hey, hey, Dale Sosha, Dale Sosha, I don't know. I'm sure you're out there. Dale, pray over this initiative right now. Pray, oh, pray a, a covering and an anointing over JRs. As, as, uh, are you there, Dale? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm here, brother. I'm smiling, brother. And I know the Lord is looking down from heaven and smiling. It says, a man makes his plans, but it is the Lord who directeth thy footsteps. Yes. Father, this plays out for JR. I pray, God, that you are directing footsteps and that he will yield to the Holy Spirit as you lay out your plan. Father, because it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And as he is pleasing unto you in this declaration, God, that you are going to strengthen him, you're going to guide him, and you're going to give them wisdom beyond wisdom, even as Solomon asked. Father God, we pray your anointing over this. And Father God, Lord, that it will come forth to fruition in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Folks, this is so of God. I'm telling you. How can they... How can how can they reject celebration of the traditional family? How can they do that when they're doing all these other things, all these other things? And most marriages, most families are traditional families. Most still are, right? Why, 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 Jr. I believe this can be a groundswell across America. Uh, uh, yes, I agree. I agree. So, folks, keep Jr. in prayer, and that uh, somebody's going to stand up and do the right thing. Amen, Jay. I meant to talk about that yesterday and forgot all about it. Um, Thank so, you very uh, much, Coach. Yeah, no, I appreciate appreciate all you're doing. Always do. I got three people want to jump in here. Uh, okay, I'm going. I'm going to do it, but I don't want to lose my flow. Go ahead, Roger. Oh, I was just going to say, and Dave, you know this with Jr. The key thing about Jr. He's quietly persistent. Silent assassin. Yes, sir. He has been working these councils for years, for months. Yep. Yep. Um, he's been faithful on the queue, as you know that, and faithful as your friend. But there's a quiet persistence that he has done. Amen. And uh, a lot of people that you know, we can scream and yell and so forth, but I've watched that friend of mine and have talked to him quietly persistent. I think you just what a quiet assassin. Yep. And that's what it takes sometimes. That's what yes, it sir. takes is being persistent. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine, Jr.? Can you imagine raising up pastors and church leaders in in that in that town, demanding that it be done? This is this is so, what an opportunity! This is what just mm-hmm. pisses me off. We could so win in so many areas. Uh, Lord, hand me upon you, Jr. Come in, come on in. JR. Hey, listen, I, we I talked about this a little bit in the after show. I know y'all have a comment. Write it down, okay? I have something I got to get on the table. If I don't get it out of me, I'm going to burst, okay? I'm going to get out. Now, listen, if you have something that's specific to this issue, keep your hand up on the screen. If it can wait, take your hand down. Because if it's not, I don't want to hear about what you did when you went and talked to your pastor. That I don't want to hear that today. If you have something specific to this issue, keep your hand up. I'm going to give you a second. Because I got, I got, uh, Lord, the Lord dropped something down inside me that I got, I got to get off of here. I'm going to burst. Okay, go. Okay, Joe, go. Tell us a story, not your life story. 
Right. Uh, not take away from what JR is doing, that's perfect. But I have noticed with Trump lately, with his uh, things, he's been saying one man and one woman. Yeah. Not take and away from JR. JR's thing is great. The Lord's ambidextrous. The God is ambidextrous. In fact, he's got a lot of hands. And we see him working <laughs> over here, but he's working over here. We don't have any idea in the stillness of night when you lay your head on your pillow. You, you don't have any idea how many people the Holy Spirit's speaking to. Keith, go. Sounds like a pool or partnership with promise keepers. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get into that, Keith. Thanks for bringing that up, okay? God bless you. Jeff. Yeah, I had a meeting with the superintendent on this past Thursday. And I sent some information to her, and she couldn't be a, a smart ass and make a rude comment about it. So what do you want us to do? Did you think she was going to embrace you, put her arms around you, tell you how much she loved you? Is that what she thought she was going to do, Jeff? Huh? Oh, Jeff, come on in. Let's have coffee. Jeff, come in here. Sit down. Let's have coffee. No. Come on, man. You're in war. Myra. In regard to J.R., uh, we read in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've created a monk and Myra here. Okay, listen. Uh, so we had we had this wonderful event. God bless the resistance chicks. When I, I took uh, uh, out of I had four people in my car, took my wife. I took Betty, God bless Betty, took Julie, uh, Mel showed up, then Reggie and Dennis came later on. We, we always have such great representation. But I've got to be honest with you, when I drove two hours and 15 minutes to Cincinnati for a meeting with pastors, I was not very optimistic. Okay, I've just been at it long enough. I just, <laughs> But I wanted to be faithful and support the resistance chicks because I think they're on to something. And uh, when I pulled it in the parking lot, I about fell over. There were actually cars in the parking lot. Couldn't believe it. And um, the meeting went on for, uh, there was about 100 people, I'm guessing, 100, 100 people there. It was four pastors. Uh, one time I had, uh, I had, when I had my opportunity to speak, I had the pastors come forward. There were 11 pastors. Re- Reggie pointed that out. There were 11 pastors. But I think maybe a couple had left before that. So let's say there were 15 pastors. I, I don't know how many were. And, and I honor um, the pastor had opened the church up for us. It's all, it's all good. It's all good, folks. But here is, here, can I just tell you the truth today? This is, this, is, this is pumping out of the very depths of my being. And here's the question I wrote down today. We're losing. We're not really losing. We're beginning to win. But we are losing the war because we do not understand the nature of God. We don't understand the nature. We we humanize Jesus. We take Jesus and we make Jesus like us. Now, that, that led me to this question that I asked myself. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? Let's, 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 come on, Christians. Let's just take, let's just take Jesus out of the picture. That old, mean guy in the Old Testament. What's his nature? 
What is the nature of Almighty God? Because I said this numerous times in the car coming home. I, I used this illustration. I'm a football coach, was a football coach. If we went out and played on a Friday night and we played Madison Plains High School and we beat them 50 to 14, which usually happened when we played Madison Plains High School. When the game was over, I sat down and I looked at the game film. And when I looked at the game film, I studied every play and why they worked and why they didn't work, who blocked and who didn't block. We graded the players. We knew who was doing what, right? And you could say that when when we'd go into film study the next day with the players, we just won 50 to 14. For heaven's sakes, coach, enjoy the victory. We, We enjoy the victory. I'd be in the film room with the guys next day, and I would be irate when I'm watching some guy do the wrong damn thing. He's doing the wrong thing. And I would point it out, and I guys would probably get mad. They'd probably say, God, what the hell we won? What's going on? See, they don't understand that the nature of the football coach is to make sure the play is run properly and effectively. And you may be able to beat Madison Plains blocking like that, but you ain't going to beat West Jeff blocking like that. And I'm preparing you to beat West Jefferson, not Madison Plains. Hell, the girls can beat Madison Plains. That's where we are. And we are where we are because we have to ask ourselves two questions, and we better come to understanding. Number one, what is the nature of God? What is, it? what is that old boy like? I'm going to tell you something. He, he ain't some Santa Claus. huh? I'm telling you, he ain't some Santa Claus. And you think he's okay with sin? Is that what you think? You think he winks and nods at sin? No, 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 no. In fact, he was so ticked off about sin, he said, okay, I'm going to send my boy. I'm going to send the thing that I love more than anything else in the world to go help those scoundrels down there. While we were yet sinners, he sent his son. Dudes, that's profound, man. That is profound. Because you know what he said? He's sitting up. This is in my mind. He's sitting up there, and he's thinking, if somebody doesn't do something, I'm going to squash them like freaking bugs. He said, there anybody can do anything about it. So I'm going, hey, Jesus, you're up. Jesus said, what? <laughs> Me? There's got to be another way to do this. No. No, you're gone, dude. You're going to go down there, and you're going to clean that mess up, and you're going to be a perfect sacrifice. You are going to, you're going to go down there, son, and they're going to beat the tar out of you, and they're going to ridicule you. They're going to hang you on a cross, and they're going to, dude, I'm sorry. But that's what my justice requires. And because I am love, I got to try to help him out one more time. So I love you, son. And greater love is no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And I'm going to lay you down. So Jesus goes. We know the story. And he dies. And now this guy, this God, who was so full of anger and wrath 
that he literally allowed his own son to go die as a sacrifice, he looks down at us and says, how long am I going to put up with them, pardon my French, pissing on my sacrifice? And we took the gospel and we made it something that it wasn't. God so loved the world, not the people in the world. He so loved the world that he sent his son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, because the world was already condemned. It was already judged had he not sent his son. So he sends his son down here and dies that horrible death on the cross. He defeats death, hell, and the grave. Victory over all evil. Only to watch in 2020. And all we talk about is the love of God. Not the judgment of God. Not the wrath of God. Not our duty to be Christians. None of that. Not our duty to hate evil. Not our duty to have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. We are always banking on the grace and mercy of God. And there is no fear of God in the land. There is no fear of God in the land. There's no fear of God in our pastors. How dare it? What what was it? Thank you, Lord. Help me out here. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. Do you understand Dale Soshan, Tom Gill, Clint Harper, and other pastors out there? Do you understand the awesome responsibility that you have when you step in that pulpit? And you mean to tell me you're going to walk in that pulpit and you're going to talk to your people about your best life now? And how you can be financially successful and all your troubles will go away. Are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's, it's, the, it's, a, it's a wonder that Almighty God doesn't smite the pulpits. We've turned what? The grace of God into a what? What's it say in Romans 1? Turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. Doing whatever they want to. Because God loves you and God forgives you. And I think uh, we better come to the realization that we are at war. Pull up B there, John, First John 3. So I'm asking the question again, why did, what, number one, what's the nature of God? And number two, why did he send his son? The, we better answer these two questions. Why did, what's the nature of God? Why did he send his son? And what is the consequence of him having sent his son? Because I'm going to tell you this, the pulpit in America, is all about feel-good niceness. Somebody gave, gave 126 amens. I'm going to wait. Amen. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Amen. 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 I'm all over today. Hey, you don't have to amen me. I'm just all, I'm just all over today, right? And so I saw it again last night, and don't take it wrong, although I don't give a, I don't care if you do take it wrong. There are no men. Say it again. There are no men. Now, Coach, 
Yeah, I have to always be careful when you paint with a broad brush. If I say there are no men, that's a lie, because there are some men. We just don't know who they are. God has all kinds of men. But in general, there are no men in America's pulpits. There are no men. They preach womanly sermons. Love, 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 grace, 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 peace, 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 peace. That's all they preach. And see, we will not win. I'm sorry. We will not defeat the devil with a feminine spirit. We won't, we won't do it. We won't do it. And I love women. I married one. I got two daughters. How many? Eight, seven granddaughters. I love women. But there's some jobs that a man's supposed to do. Sorry. I'm old school. And uh, that happens to be the truth. So I'm going to pause here. for. I ask you to pull that up. Okay, I'll pull it up there. I want you to, before I open it up, go ahead and I'm, I'm going to write you, I'm going to write something down here. And I'm going to ask you, number one, two things. You can respond to either one of these. Number one, what is the nature of God? Not Jesus. Wait a minute. I know they're the same. Stop that. What's the nature of the Father? And number two, well, why did he send his son? Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. He said, isn't that something? God really loved us. He called us the sons of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us, Jeff, now. The world doesn't know us. Why? Because they didn't know him. Still don't know him. Oh, you can say you're a Christian. I'd say 90, I'm, I'm not making it up. 90% of Christians have no biblical worldview. They have no idea. They have no understanding of the gospel of Jesus. There's another good place to say amen. But see, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom. Amen. And most of them have a, have a deluded, uh, perverted view of God. They don't understand the nature of God. Stay with me. Beloved, now we are sons of God. That's all of us who are believers. True believers, we're the sons of God. And it doesn't appear yet what we shall be. But we know this, that when he shall appear, we're going to be like him. (laughs) Well, we better know what he's like. If we're going to be like him, we better know what that is. We better know what that nature of God is if we're going to be like him. For he, we shall see him as he is, not as we think he is, not as our pastor told us he is, not as some woman prophesied he is. Are you with me? Am I pissing anybody off yet? And every man, oh, you're mad because I said that word. I'm speak man talk, Reggie. I speak man talk. And every man that hath his hope in him purifies him. What? And every man that hath this hope in him. You have that hope in you? Well, you're purifying yourself? I don't even know what that would look like. But I think I'm probably not. Why? Because he's pure. Then he says, whoever therefore committeth sin breaks the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. What is the law? Oh, Lord, not the Ten Commandments. No, no, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. See, 
This transgressing of the law is when we obey the law of sin and death. And what is the law of sin and death? The soul that sins, it shall die. That is the law of sin and death. That is the law that is upon every man. You sin, you die. You get it? Hey, that's a pretty black and white God, isn't it? That's a pretty black and white God. You touch that light switch, you get shocked. It's a law. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. Who? Jesus. In him there is no sin. Whoever abideth in him doesn't sin. What? Whosoever abideth in him doesn't sin? And whosoever sins hasn't even seen him or know him. You're fooling yourself. Little children, don't let that guy standing in the pulpit deceive you. He that does righteousness, he that does righteousness, he that does righteous acts is righteous. That's how we know he's doing righteous things. And he that, even as he is righteous, we're like him, right? And he that committed sin, is of the devil. How do you know that? Because the devil sinned from the beginning. Are you sitting down? Why did Jesus come? Well, for this purpose, the Son of God showed up that he was going to kick the devil's teeth in. That's why he came. Not just kick his teeth in, but destroy everything He was trying to destroy the works of the devil. Not only was he going to trample on the devil's head, he was going to destroy all the works the devil had done. Would that be a transgenderism? Huh? Would that be abortion? Would that be homosexual? Would those be the works of the devil? And see, we want to talk about love! This, folks, this is not an example of the loving Jesus they're talking about. And if you're reading in here and you think he's going to come and destroy sin through love, no, no, no. It's love that made him come to destroy sin. Boom. Let me get it out of me. Because if you're born of God, you don't sin. So it says... If you're born of God, you don't sin. Why? Because there's a seed that's been planted inside you, baby. And that seed that's inside you, you can't sin. Because you're born of God. And this, the children of are manifest. Here's how you know the difference. Verse 10. This is the children, this, in this, the children of God are made obvious. That's what manifest means. And by the way, so are the children of the devil. And whoever doth not righteousness, he ain't of God. <laughs> Neither does he love his brother. For this is the message you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Folks, are you looking at me? What if God's pissed? 
what would what would you think? I'm just again. Remember, I'm a football coach reviewing a game film. I'm not critical of the game film. I'm saying if we're going to beat, if we're moving through the playoffs and we're going to beat the next team because they get better, higher levels, higher devils. Uh, I got to evaluate the game plan that uh, from the get. I got to evaluate the game film so the get play we just ran. And say, okay, this was good. That wasn't good. This was good. But if we do that against West Jefferson, we ain't going to get away with it. We ain't going to get away. Higher levels, higher devils, right? So in my opinion, it all starts again with what is the nature of God. Now I'm going to throw it open. Because until we figure this out, we don't even know the God we claim to represent. We don't even know. We don't even know. We don't even know the daddy. We think we know the son. But we don't know the daddy. We don't know that old mean guy in the Old Testament. Go ahead, Paul. Tell us a story, not your life story. I, uh, I, tried, I looked everywhere to see if God has a sense of humor. Um, in, the, in the Bible. <laughs> He does. I, I hope so. Um, anyway, uh, it, when it comes to mind, and remember, I, I don't really read the Bible. Need to. Okay, good. So, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the Father, forgive me, for I am a sinner. Amen. That was How long, before. Hey, Paul, let me ask you something. How long are you going to continue to be one then? Oh, no. Believe me, I'm hey, hard enough huh? on myself, brother. Hey, come on. Hey, listen, I got, listen, I'm not stepping on. I just flown with the Holy Spirit here because my Catholic teach me, te- my Catholic theology told me that I sin every day in thought, word, and deed. Oh, no, and I yeah, get that. You know, and I don't. I'm sorry. I don't do that. I don't do that. By the way, a thought is not a sin. A thought is not a sin. Go ahead, Paul. Well, I regard a thought as a sin. And you I regard it? Thought, and I go forward and I get angry and I do stupid things like I did yesterday in my video. I call these sons of a bitches out. And that's what he's telling me to do. He's telling me to go forward, put fear aside, and read the attitudes. Read the attitudes. You are most like, are you looking at me, friends? You are most like Jesus, not when you love. You are most like Jesus when you fear not. Let that settle in. Let that settle in. You're most like Jesus when you're not afraid. How do I know that? Because Revelation 21.8 says that all the fearful and the unbelieving, they're the first ones out. The fearful, doesn't say the ones that didn't love. The ones ones that loved, didn't love, that loved their neighbor. Doesn't say that. No, 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 no. So those who are fearful and unbelieving, they're they're the first batch going to hell. If I read it right. Come on in, Dale. Brother, this is yeah the the nature of God, brother. It's 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 so deep. I don't think we can ever fully comprehend. I don't think because I thought exactly what you're thinking. I said, man, what is this? What happened at that cross? What was that point? You ever get to that point where you're so angry and you said, I'm fed up to here with it? You ever get to that point? Remember what it it says in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. And Jesus says, as I do nothing, lest I see the Father do, and I say nothing. When he was on the cross, and he says, that's it. That's it. It's finished. Because I believe God was so angry. At oh, he was so ticked. Brother, brother, this is Second John chapter 2, right? He became the propitiation. That word we don't understand. That is to literally take the ease, the anger of another. 
That means God was extremely angry in this moment. And for, but then when you go to John 3, 16, 17, 18, but men, God loved the world, but men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And until we get to the point where we have the nature of God to where, brother, we hate sin so stinking bad that it'd be better for us to pluck an eye or cut a hand off, brother. That's the nature of God. He hated sin so much he sent his boy. Well, folks, can you imagine that? Can you imagine sending your son to die for a bunch of scumbags? And coach, we weren't just coach, we weren't just sinners in that moment. It says we were enemies. We were the enemies of the cross. That's right. That's right. And he now reconciled the world unto himself. He cleaned the slate. And now we think it's all about grace, love, mercy, and happiness. God help us, Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Um, So I, I wanted to bring in a Bible verse about the nature of God. And this is Isaiah 24, 4 through 6. Uh, the earth dries up and withers. The w- world languishes and withers. The heavens languish with the earth. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear their guilt. Therefore, earth's inhabitants are burned up. And very few are left. So um, for the nature of God, it looks like many are destroyed for the few, because the few that stand out are going to be precious to him. So Rochelle, help me out here. Didn't those who appeared before God and saw his face, weren't they consumed? Weren't they consumed? They couldn't even look upon him because of his righteousness. And now all we do is talk about love. Oh, his love and his grace and his mercy and his provision. And I think we're right. missing uh, we're missing half the ingredients. Uh, we're missing more than half. Go ahead, Bernie. Okay, Coach. Yeah, this uh, this is Hebrews 20, uh, 10, 26 through um, thirty one, I guess. Um, or if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of truth. Hang on no a second, longer... Bernie. Uh, Hebrews ten. Hebrews ten. Uh, 26 through 31. 10, 26 through 31. Go ahead, just right. go, go, right. go ahead, Bernie. Okay. Well, I got NASF, but I will, I will read it off your screen here. If I, okay. So if we sin willfully so, after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. Have you received the knowledge of the truth? Well, you got to ask right. yourself that. And 90% of Christians haven't. Go ahead, Bernie. I'll let you read it. Right. After receiving the knowledge of the truth, all right, there remains no more sacrifice for sin, wow. but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Who are the you adversaries? Know, Folks, it's not just the devil. It's those who are opposed to the gospel. Those are the adversaries. Go ahead. Right. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sober punishment suppose ye that you ought that shall he be thought worthy that who has trodden 
trodden underfoot the Son of God and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath despite unto the Spirit of grace. Okay, hang on, Bernie. Let me do. You broke up a little bit. He that despises Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Okay, then, how much sorer or how much stronger will the punishment be, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under the foot of the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sacrificed an unholy thing and hath done despite under the spirit of grace. Yeah. For we know that he has said, vengeance belonged to me. God says, I'm going to get y'all. Yeah. And then 31. It's a fearful yeah. thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Bernie, are we taught that today? Amen. And that's New Testament, brother. Huh? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's even more scary. All right. Because, yep. because the offense is so much greater. It's personal against God. Amen. Well, God Amen. Mercy on us. We sometimes we, we pleadingly say things we shouldn't say. Okay. Amen. Amen. We, we all. We all. We all. If we, we all sin, we have an advocate. If we sin, we have an advocate. But that doesn't give right. us the right to just go around sinning. Say, oh well, he'll forgive me. That's called the sin of presumption. That's assuming he'll be okay with it and forgive me because he died, folks. God help us. You know, you Good gotta word. go. You gotta go talk to him. Yeah. yeah okay. Good work, Bernie. Go ahead, Keith. Thank you. Keith, you're up. Joe Allen, you're up. Coach, how many times has God got to show his wrath in this country and in mankind? Joseph, Joseph, listen, he's a God of love. God is love. Joe, no, Joe, you're preaching a false gospel. You're preaching judgment. You can see what's going on around this world right now of God's yeah. wrath coming out. Now, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but this past week here, Biden had Barack Obama and 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 uh, Harris in the function. Yeah, the whole crowd went around Barack Obama and left Joe Biden on the sideline. Yeah, and Harris is up there. <laughs> yeah, where's his, hey, where's our leaders? Well, Joe, our, our, leaders, our, our leaders in the pulpit won't even speak out against it. Listen, Kamala Harris ain't my leader. Joe Biden ain't my leader. Sorry, he is. I'm coming uh, to the sad realization that my government is not my government. They no longer represent me. Rich, come on in then, Matt. Yeah, Coach, I, I took it a challenge on myself to read through the Old Testament. And I'm right now just getting into numbers. And I was amazed of how many times God told Moses, just step aside. I'm going to just wipe them out. I'm going to wipe out this group. And sometimes he did. And sometimes Moses begged him for, for forgiveness, and, and he didn't kill him. He said, him. if I can find just one, if I can, if I can, will you spare it? If I can find just one righteous? So yeah, yeah. I'll hold off on one. So, you go find so as I'm reading all this, it's, it was taking me back. And it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God, for sending your son to be the buffer for me, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah. I've already been t- taken out. So for, for me, as of right to now today, if I had to answer your question, what's the nature of God? I'd say he's God. He's judgment. He's righteous. He's righteous judgment. and pure. And right? why did he send his son to, to be that buffer for us? 
so that we could come to come to him through the filter of Jesus. So, Folks, yeah. God is more than love. <laughs> That's all we talk about in the church. Do you folks, do you, when was the last time you were, walked into a church and you heard a fire and brimstone message from your pastor saying, if you don't get in line, your blank is grass. If you know what I'm talking about, huh? You better pray he's merciful. You better pray. They're murdering babies. They're teaching children debauchery. You're looking at pornography. You're looking at your eyes are wandering with other women. You're cheating in your business. You're lying everywhere. You better get yourself straight, dude. When's the last time you heard one of those? No, you want to hear how, how wonderful you are and how much Jesus loves you and how he has a wonderful plan for your life. Which, by the way, on the way home last night, I brought that subject up in the van. Does God have a wonderful plan for your life? Can somebody tell me where that is? Oh, you say, well, coach, it says, uh, 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 before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I, uh, uh, I have, oh, uh, what does it say? Uh, I've wondered about a wonderful plan for you. Uh, uh, the scripture just went out of my head. Uh, I have uh, plans to prosper you, right? I have plans to prosper. It doesn't mean, not if you don't follow the plan. Not if you don't follow his plan. Oh, man. I'm not mad. It just seems like it. I think he's mad. Can I tell you that? Huh? You know what's going on right now? If you could see right here, my foot. I'm tapping my foot. You ever got mad and your foot was tapping? I think the Lord's tapping his foot. I think the Lord's looking at the church and tapping his foot. And he's saying, who the, who told you guys to talk like that? Who told you to preach that message only? I don't know about you. You know what drove me to my knees? The fear of God, not the love of God. Amen. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't need God loving me. I already loved me enough. I didn't need him loving me. When I found out he's ready to whack me, then the fear of God drove me to him. And if you do that now, well, you're judgmental. You're judgmental. Coach, you got to soften your message. Coach, Jesus is love. Coach, you seem angry. Womanized. We've got a womanized gospel, womanized church, and womanized pastors. Did somebody ever said, said to me, Coach Dave, you're going to start a church? I said, no, I, 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 no, I can't wipe butts. I don't do it very well. No, the pastor's got to wipe butts and rub backs. And, I'm sorry, that ain't my calling. You want me, hey, you want me, want me to train you? You want me to turn you into a man? Yeah, I'll, do, I'll do that. I'll do that. But don't bring your mommy with you. If, you. if you want to get some big boy training, you come alone, you leave mommy at home. And you come and you stay with me and we'll we'll get you heading in the right direction. And men, more than anything, need a masculine boot camp. Lord's going to give us one. That's what I think. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. uh, The nature of God is discipline. Discipline. Jesus came to teach the people that God created discipline. His nature, or his nature to his law. So he came to teach us how how to be disciplined so we could. Preachers are teaching today, 
and we end up with half-assed Christians. Right. Half-assed Christians, the best we get. George Barnes, Barnes said 10% of Christians have a biblical worldview. 10%. Uh, yep. The definition of Christians, the last definition of Christians, is that people that are born into a Christian family. So when they do a survey, people say, yeah, hell, I'm a Christian. Yep, but anyway, right. discipline, and, and Jesus came to teach. A lot of people say that he came to die on the cross, which I guess we can say that. But he came yeah. to teach. Without teaching us that he was going to die on the cross, We'd have never known why he came. He came so to he destroy came to the works of the devil. Folks, right. Jesus Christ came, 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose was the Son of Man manifest, that he might annihilate the works of the devil, and our salvation is a result of the fact he annihilated the works of the devil. He right. didn't come. Listen to me. Listen to me. He did not come to save people. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And when he destroyed the works of the devil, your salvation became possible. God, can't we see it? Jesus didn't come to die on the cross for you and me. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And because he did that, little you and me can be saved. Amen. Oh, goodness. And so, therefore, he's expanding a kingdom. He put us here to expand a kingdom. Unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government, and of the increase of what he is in control of, there shall be no end. And you ask yourself, is that going on in America today? Hell no, we're going up and we're prophesying about this, prophesying about that. And down the street, they're raping children. Down the street, Men are fornicating, and we're talking about prophesying this. Oh, my goodness. Somebody wrote me in here. I'm all, uh, hey, I'm all over it. I don't care. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me. How dare I? How dare I assume that I could be disobedient to the Lord, and he still bless my works? How dare I do that? I wouldn't do that to my own children. I would never continue to bless my disobedient children. But we do. Because why? We don't know the nature of God. We don't know. His, hey, his foot's tapping. You guys tapping your foot out there right now? His is. He, he is. He's counting to 10. He's counting to 10. That's the way I see it. Come on, Reggie. Coach, I see a different picture, and I feel like a peculiar person when I speak because I can't put the grand ideas or understanding of who God is in words. But what I wrote last night, I made a picture of a home. And I think the time of this pastoring, as somebody said, where are our leaders? Why are we always looking for a human leader? Why are the men not leading their own homes in righteousness? Noah Noah did not have a leader. Noah was leading his own flock. He was righteous before God, and God spoke to him directly. The time at the past, when in Judges, we brought this upon ourselves by clamoring for a human leader like the heathen nations. I believe that there are good pastors out there, very few. Why do they not just em, uh, emulate God? 
build, teach these men to be men in their own homes and then one at a time go to the next and the next and the next. You can't use a seminary. You can't send people to seminary. I just don't understand why everybody- Sure you do. Sure you, sure you do. We sure. don't know the nature of God. We have been given a false gospel, friends, a false gospel. We've been given a false gospel. Men are the head of the house, but women run the house. Can somebody say Amen. Men say they're the head of the house. Men say they're the head. The elder board board may be men, but their wives are controlling the men. Tell me I'm lying. You tell me I'm lying. It's everywhere everywhere you look. Sissification of the gospel. We're in a war. This is a war for the souls of men. This is a war against the forces of darkness. And we're prophesying what God said about this, and then nobody out on the streets doing anything about it. I can, if there were 11 or 12 pastors in that room last night, can you imagine if all 12 of those pastors got their congregations and all went and did the same thing? How long would the devil continue to rule and reign? Jeez, he crumb. Come on in, Jerry and Craig. Thanks, Coach. As you were uh, speaking, man, you're on fire, I got to say I know that. I am, yep. The Holy Spirit had me write something down, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it like you know, how he had her had me write it. God, He's mercy under conviction. He's also grace under repentance. But He's truth. He's justice unto truth, and His wrath is unto those that are rebellious unto Him. Jerry, when he comes, Jerry, when he comes back in righteousness, He's gonna judge. And make war. Now, let me tell you something, folks. Oh, yeah. That's who that's who he is right now. He just ain't judging and making war yet. But that's who he is, and that's Amen. who's coming back. He ain't Santa Claus. He ain't he ain't coming back with with uh, Valentine hearts on his carriage. He's coming that's for warriors. Message. He's coming for blood. That's what he's, he's coming. Coming. That's it. We're at war. Good word, Jerry. That was that was that was very good. Craig, come on in. Yeah, Coach, I sent you something to your email. Um, God has a nature and he has attributes. At his core, at his nature, he's holy. The phrase holy, holy, holy appears twice in the Bible. Once in the Old Testament in Isaiah 6-3 and once in Revelation 4-8. So he's around the throne in Isaiah, around the throne or the seraphim, and they're crying holy. That's all they do, 24 hours a day, holy, holy, holy. Right. So that there's nature there, but he has many great he has attributes. Uh, he's yeah. a creator. He's right. Do they get around the throne and say love, 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 love? No, 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 no. no, no. They don't say that. That's not that's not brought up around the throne. Okay. Don't, so that, don't, that, judge, that, don't judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. Are they are they saying that around the throne, Craig? Yeah, but the thing, I'll shut. I'll, I'll shut up. I know you're trying to make a point. Yeah, no, I mean, he has many good, he has many good attributes, right? Like us, we have a nature and we have attributes, right? So, you know, we're creating his image, you know, he's omnipotent. He's the Mm. Alpha and Omega. He's loving. He grieves. He's forgiving. He's jealous. He he can't lie. Right hand of righteousness. He speaks work, right. And, but here's one thing. God demands justice (laughs) due to his righteousness. All things are accounted for in his creation and will be judged in accordance one day. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then I got scripture verses that tie this in. But I think kind of where you're trying to go to is these attributes aren't really talked about. God's angry and he has wrath. We've created a God in our own image, haven't we? We've created a God in our own image. Grandpa God. 
Right, right. So Romans 1.18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who yep. by their unrighteousness suppress truth. Yep. In Ezekiel 33, it says, Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back and turn back from your evil ways, for ye will die. Oh, how he's, he, he's the executioner, but he takes no joy in doing it. No, but he no. knows he's got to do it, man. He's got to call the herd. We got to get rid of these wicked folks. I'm sorry, man. We got to get rid of. Them. And one so more thing, saying. coach. This is and this is where we're at right now. God can be provoked. This is from Second Chronicles 36, 15 through 16. It says the Lord, the God of their fathers, sent word to them again and again by his messengers because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they continually mocked the messengers of God, despised his words and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people until there was no remedy. That's so it's okay. To, it's okay to kill babies and uh, it's all okay. And he's happy with it because he's love and uh, he would never get, he would never get, he'd never get. Thanks. Got to move on, Craig. Thanks, Debbie. Well, you know, I think it's the church teaches half of the attributes of God. Yes, he does love you. He's like, he is like a father. He loves you. He protects you. He provides for you, but other, he corrects you. He trains you. He expects you to be obedient. And when you're not mm -hmm. obedient, He's going to warn you like a parent. I can remember my parents do it again. And this is the response. This is what Amen. you're going to get. And, yep. he, and they stood by it. He makes us responsible. He makes yep. us obedient. And when we do those things, then he foils Satan's plans. Because if you're obedient to God, Satan can't get you. So that's his goal is to get, if you are obedient, you are safe. Okay, now listen. Let me, I'm sorry, Debbie. Listen, folks, listen. F folks, please Grasp this. He saved you to expand his kingdom and authority. He didn't save you just to save you. He saved you for a purpose. It's like I'm out cleaning out my basement over there. My wife says, throw these things out. Get rid of this and get rid of this. And I said, no, I want to keep that. I might be able to use that someday. And that's what he does when he looks at people. Save that one. I might be able to use that one someday. But we want to be saved and set on the shelf and rest. And the reason we are taught to love God is because God agrees with us. We love us too. So he loves us and I love me. What a God. That's the message of the church. But if you're obedient to God, then he can use you. Yeah, well, of course. Of course. If but not, if you're rested out, you ain't no good to nobody. That's right. Oh, Lord. Jack, go ahead. Boy, we're about out of time. I get to go a couple hey, minutes. Go ahead. Hey, hey Coach, uh, as usual, we're kind of studying the deeper stuff before we got the fundamentals down. We're trying to discover the attributes of God before we can do that, we have to understand and really deep into what are the attributes of love, because we don't really understand that. If we yep. understood that, we would understand the attributes of God. But That's we got right. it backwards, as usual. That's right. 
That's right, because we don't know the nature of God. God is love, but we don't know his nature. We don't know discipline. what love is. Huh? Whoever, whoever brought up the subject of discipline, that's that's 90% of love is discipline. Tough love, they call that, Jack. Come on in, uh, come on in, Joe. Then Joe in Denmark. Uh, here, here's a number, Craig. Wrath is Joe? mentioned in the Bible 33 times. What is 33? Joe, you're taking me down a rabbit hole. Joe Carrico. Uh, Coach, when you when you brought up that we were that God saved the world because He's getting rid of the the enemy's works, and that our salvation was a secondary thing, um, but then you also said there's a reason why He saves us, and it might not be. You know, I sort of think this might not be what we think. Maybe we don't even have a need to know because there right. had to be something beyond earth and us here now, why man was created knowing that we would fall. So there must be something. The only difference with the, the net difference from what I look at it is we're sitting at the right hand of the father in Jesus via Paul's writings. He discloses this, these facts to us. And before Christ came and our salvation was there. There was one G, one one son of God there. There was Jesus. Now there's hundreds of millions or billions in that position. And that's the one thing that's different. And and after this is all over, that's the only difference I think that there will be. We're the first begotten. Uh, he was the first begotten of many brethren is the exactly. point that, is the point that he's, he's making. Changed from the, Son of God to the first begotten. First, we, he was the first begotten of many brethren. Hey, yeah. folks. That's, that's the difference, isn't it? Amen. So listen, this is through the eons of time. Are you ready for this one? He saved me to do this. Isn't that something? Do you understand yeah. the awesome responsibility that I have? to do what he saved me to do. Now ask yourself this. What did he save you to do? Did he save you just to save you? Really? It's selfish. You've been crucified with Christ. You have been dead. You are a dead man or woman walking. You've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, you live. But not you. Christ lives within you. And the life that you now live, it ain't your life anymore. It's his life living through you. And I'm going to tell you something. If I was Almighty God, which I'm not, and I was coaching God's team, a lot of you dudes wouldn't even be on the team. I would have run you off months ago. And if we want to be Soldiers of the cross, we better first and foremost understand the nature, the beliefs, and the principles of that guy that we claim to serve. Until we get that right, we ain't going to be nowhere near where we need to be. It's a war. We're soldiers of the cross. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.